want something more than just physical. It's been a while since you met someone original. Word. You spend your time drinking wine in your living room. All that good pussy can't find the one to give it to. <laughs> well, let's get this party started. Hello and welcome to another episode of You Don't Know. It's a podcast about wine and bullshit. We like our natural wine. We also like a lot of bullshit. Yep. Um, we talk a lot of bullshit. We are also full of shit. Um, we also, I, well, I'll speak for myself in saying that I think pooping is one of the best things you can do. Uh, <laughs> you know how they say, I forget the saying, but like your body is 90% water or something. I'm like, mine is 89% bullshit and then 1% water. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my name is Renee. And my name is Don. That is your name. Done. Cool. So let's see where we left off. We were doing a lot of sight stuff with some wine, and today we're going to do some nose things. Nose is a little bit more complex. There's a lot more terms in here for me to understand. So we're probably going to do this for a few episodes as well. God um, damn it! I, have... I wanted I wanted to bring something up about sight because oh, I specifically... let's talk about it because we're going to do sight again. I mean, we're going to go through. Like every time we taste a wine, we're gonna go through the steps, you know, and just like start getting in the habit of going through all of these things, like rim variation, etc. So if you have a question about sight, I want to hear it. So let me just give my update. Um, okay. So when I was picking wine uh, yesterday or uh, a few days ago, I tried to pick something that was a little on the older side, and I just wanted to give an update as I picked a 2016 wine and i will say it does have a bit of a gradient not too much but like there is Mm -hmm. something there as far as like the wines other wines i have been drinking have primarily been 2018 and 2019 strictly like it's deep purple or whatever but this one you know it's it's a 2016 and it eh, it's a little bit of color, you know. It's not. Uh, it's yeah, not, you got a little, uh, got a little gradient there. Yeah, a little, little gradient there. You know, your <laughs> year one of Photoshop. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. that's my update. I just want to say <laughs> I picked a specific wine so I could see a gradient, and I kind of see one. <laughs> I do want to say that I definitely received like an achievement badge, you know, uh, over this past week. I felt really good. My cousin Kels. She, I was, we were having our family, like, you know, video chat Mm -hmm. and, um, she complimented me on one of our recent episodes. It was like, I was listening to you and you sounded like, you know what you're talking about. I was like, I did. (laughs) And then I immediately followed it with like, stuttering over the things that I was trying to reiterate. And then when she would ask me follow questions, that's when she totally, like I was, I was, you know, like exposed. Cause I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but that's a good note for me to like, look up later. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, like I tried to explain it. I tried to explain it the way that I understood it. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, this, I know what I'm trying to say, but I'm having a hard time saying it. It just sounded ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> talking is hard. Um, oh, well, let's get into it. Okay, well, let's just do a quick sight. Just a real quick sight. So I'm drinking a rosé. Um, this one is out of Chile. It's um, in the Atada Valley. It's called Onda Brava. 
Um, it's, uh, if I look at it, I would say that it is clear. So you want to like look for clarity, visibility, or uh, visible sediment. Mine is very clear. Um, mm -hmm. although I was looking at it, I was like, oh my God, there's like pieces of cork in there. It's the reflection of my ceiling fan. It like freaks <laughs> me out. <laughs> Wait, oh, your ceiling fan is not on. So yeah, it's not like moving. Like, is it? Yeah. I was like, there are these little brown things down here. And then I was like looking from the top. I was like, oh, there's nothing in there. And then I looked and I was like, oh, it's a reflection. I felt like a doofus. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, what is yours? Clear, hazy or turbid? uh turbid yeah definitely um turbid no sediment uh that i can see uh for color it's like a deep uh ruby um uh i'm for anyone that's listening i'm drinking it's called uh ozv uh out of lottie california so it's a local do you wine know what the, do you know what the grapes are uh no so did you get that color chart that I sent you? Yeah, yeah, I got the color chart. You should just do, have a little look and see if you could guess. Yeah. Yeah, so mine, I would say clear, it's pale. Um, it's a rosé, so it's got kind of like a pinkish, orangish color to it. I would say that its primary is like a pink-yellow. Um, its secondary is like an orange. Um, which I guess is the pink and the yellow <laughs> together. <laughs> there's no rim variation because it's a white. I mean, I guess there's like a little, uh, yeah, it's a white. So I can't tell if, if someone knows how to tell what a rim variation is for a white wine, then I'm looking at them to teach me. Um, it doesn't have any staining on the tears that I can see, but it's a little dark in here. Um, and there's no gas evidence. Well, no, there's no gas evidence. So that's it for sight for me. Did you look up the color chart? This, uh, you know how it's, <laughs> you know how a PNG is like super, like I can't see the text that are is under the color. It's like super distorted. And if I zoom in, it just gets super pixelated. <laughs> okay, well, I'll walk you through that another time when we can screen share. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but I would get in the habit of using the color chart when you're looking at your wine, when you're going through the site, sort of like layers. Also get your book. Uh, you have a book that I gave you. Yeah, I should definitely get that. But yeah, it's definitely a deep ruby. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, you should be and just compare it. Like, did I guess right? Did I guess the varietal right? Um, mm -hmm. Sight is what helps you do blind tastings. The most because it tells you a lot about like the age it tells you about what type of varietal it is you can mm. learn a lot about the wine in the site so getting this down is like practicing this every time you taste a wine is gonna be how you can do blind tastings um okay so for the nose it's we're just going to talk about like clean cleanliness and faultiness for right now um, I'll probably get into like some of the breakdowns of the other ones a little bit later, like fruit for character, um, earth, mineral, wood, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is like whether or not it's clean or faulty. Um, so there's a few different things that can make a wine faulty. So when you smell it, you can take like a big whiff or even like a few short whiffs or whatever. Um, one tip, by the way, is if you're smelling it and like you're smelling it too much and it's almost like you can't get rid of the smell. So it's hard <laughs> for you to like 
define. Cleanse. You know how like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can smell your forearm and then go back to smelling it. That's like a way for you to kind of clench mm, your Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that today. Um, all right. So the first, the first fault would be smelling a uh, cork. So that's the TCA. Um, if you, if, if there's cork taint in the wine, it will smell like a wet dog. It'll smell like mm. something is wet or like wet cardboard, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that could be a fault is, um, if it smells like gunpowder, it's like too much sulfur. So that would be the H2S, I believe. And I could be wrong. This is research that I've done, but sometimes when I'm reading these articles, it's either they're very scientific as if I'm going to like a school for agriculture or <laughs> it's like speaking in a very a poetic way where it's like, I'm, uh, it almost feels like it was translated from some like European language into English. And I'm like, <laughs> like, is this, is this like, like a picture th- that's explaining this? Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like referencing themselves in third person. And <laughs> directly. It's like just black and white. What are you talking about? I, it's very frustrating. Um, yeah. So this one, it would smell like gunpowder if it had this kind of paint. Um, there's another one called, um, volatile acidity. And this is when, so like there is, there is a natural acidity that happens in wine. Um, this is when it gets to be like too much, like either this is what you're going for, or it's like, you shouldn't have gone this far and it'll smell more like balsamic vinegar. Do you know what balsamic vinegar smells like? I know what vinegar smells like. (laughs) (laughs) vinegar in there somewhere so you should just ask him and smell it um but it would be more vinegary basically mm, yeah um another one which i thought was kind of cool or funny um is um brett so remember how sometimes when we smell wines and it's like this smells like farm this smells like outside like mm-hmm. wet grass so that's called brett and so again this is a fault like it's considered a fault but it can also be like something that the the winemaker is going for. So it just sort of depends. But that's something that you can recognize. Mm. Like this is this wine is Brett. Um, let's see. And then we have ethyl acetate, which I guess is also used as a solvent. <laughs> Uh, but this, this is also sort of like naturally occurring and what you would smell if you were smelling this is something like overripe or bruised apples. Mm, Okay. Okay. Um, and then the last thing would be oxidation and that's when there's been too much, um, uh, uh, air exposure or oxygen exposure. So not only would you smell it, it would have kind of a similar smell to like the overripe sort of smell but Mm. look that way too so like in especially in some of the redder wines it would have more of an orangish color Mm. of like a bruised apple than it would have like a a red Mm. but not to be confused with some of the rim variation where you have sort of like that orange burnt sort of color because that's just the grapes getting old yeah you would want to like couple that with you know like does it smell like a bruised apple you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You would connect the two dots. Yeah. Those are the faults. So that's like, 
you know, when they pour you a little bit of wine and you're supposed to like smell it and taste it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are the types of things that you should be smelling or tasting. Like if you smell it and it smells like cork, you should be like, no, this is no good. Or, you know, mm -hmm. that that's, that's what you're looking for when they pour you that little tiny bit of wine. Yeah. That was like expensive wine mm -hmm. or maybe you're not sure you're going to like. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, it's just like just drink the fucking glass of wine. Yeah, <laughs> but even if it's something, well, yeah, normally it happens in like an expensive wine. But normally, like it's like if they open the whole bottle, then they and you don't like it, then they have to throw out the whole thing. So <laughs> um, not the restaurant; they just serve the rest of the bottle to somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about like when you when you're at a table and you order a bottle of wine. And they open it specifically for you, like at some of these high-end restaurants. And it's like, they oh, yeah. Still, I promise you they're still selling those glasses, the remaining okay. glasses, if you don't want it. I mean, if it's a bad wine, they're going to throw it away. But otherwise, if it's just like, no, and it's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. I wanted more cannon or whatever. They're going to be like, okay, bitch. <laughs> they're going yeah. to like, sell the rest of that wine. I've seen it happen. Literally, I've literally watched yeah. it happen where someone's like, I don't know. And then they just put it in the fridge. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, there's much, much more to the nose of the wine, but I figured I'd go through like the faults first and then we can get mm -hmm. into the stuff. I also want to say that like last week I told you, I was going to tell you what I like gasped about. And then I forgot to say it in the episode. <laughs> but while I was doing research on the nose, uh -huh. there's kits that you can buy. It blew my fucking mind. There's like a whole kit and it's got these little vials in it. And mm. they're all the different smells. Ah, uh, okay. Because remember, where were we? And Kenneth was like, or it says something like lavender. And Kenneth, I can't remember if it was you or Kenneth, but one of you was like, I don't know what lavender smells like. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just bring some lavender in. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're sucking. <laughs> like, how can I bring in all these smells? And they make it. They yeah. Make it. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to order. <laughs> That's like the uh, mineral box that you get <laughs> when, you're, when you're a teenager in high school. Like the mineral box that has all the yeah. different minerals. Yeah. All, like glued to the board or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, so real quick, it's really real quick, good. You, I could have it longer, yeah. but tasty. Nice. Real quick, do you want to get into how yours smells? Oh, I don't smell any faults. Yeah, I don't smell any faults, but mine is definitely strong of like berry, like like blackberry. Oh, man. <laughs> Renee's just watching me sniff my uh, sniff arm. Sniff your arm and sniff your wine. Yeah, it's like a blackberry smell. I love it. Apples. It's like clean apples. Nice. Anyhow. Cool. Um, the topics? That's it for wine. Yeah, real quick before we get into topics, I just want to say that I know who Alex Jones is. <laughs> I know I said I didn't know who that was, but now I know. Oh, well, yeah, I, no. I already knew, but just like names are hard. It's hard to remember things. And I honestly, 
Like my mom texted me when she heard the episode. She was like, you know who Alex Jones is? And I was like, yeah, I don't know who Alex Jones is. <laughs> it wasn't even just like a question. She was just like telling me that I knew. Um, you know who. You know who Alex Jones is. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then I watched SNL. Did you watch SNL last night? Oh. Uh, you ever watch SNL? I watch the clips on YouTube when they come out, but I don't watch it as it happens. Get with the program, Donald. Anyway, <laughs> there there was a little sketch about like um, not remembering someone's name. Mm. And I'm, yeah, that's that's me. Like I've been do- I've been doing actually better remembering people's names recently for some reason. But I was like, yeah, and I thought of Alex Jones <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching the skit. I was like, I know Alex. I didn't remember your name. You're a crazy person. I should have remembered. Um, but anyway. oh, Actually, just saying his name and like just saying his first name. Yeah, I know Alex. It doesn't ring a bell, but saying his first and last, it's like, ah, <laughs> it like triggers something in my brain that just like thinks of the most craziest shit ever. What's insane is we've actually, you and I have actually talked about Alex Jones before together. Really? Like, now that I'm saying this, I remember us talking about him before, like, a year ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were having a conversation about one of his conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I'm, like, remembering that time when we were sitting there talking about him. Oh, man. I don't know. I, my memories are all just, like, it's like a puzzle box, and someone shakes it up, and every now and then, like, I put the pieces <laughs> back together, and then someone comes, and they, like, kick the table or something you know and oh, like call like god damn it and then i gotta like put it all back on the table and then like try to figure out where i was and like put them all back that's basically my brain and my memory <laughs> your brain is an asshole <laughs> <laughs> it's doing its best yeah well when it kicked the table and knocked the puzzle pieces over it was like oh man i'm sorry man my bad <laughs> quarantined happened and so well I guess I should call it shelter in place we're not actually quarantined but 
since Shelter in Place happened, I've been watching way more TV. I've been really unmotivated to do just about anything. You know, <laughs> <laughs> everything seems optional now, and my <laughs> option is to not do it. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. So I've watched way more TV than like I should ever watch, and I've been just watching nonstop documentaries for like two weeks now. And uh, I've gotten pretty deep into some of these document, like too many, like obscure, just like doesn't mean anything. Like one documentary I watched was like about a woman that was that um, was a runner out of Mexico. who like traveled all over or whatever and was like running in sandals. But that was just it. Like there wasn't. Wait, story. she was just running and sandal. Like they were just following her. She's like a. She's like she wins all these, or she wins. She wins all these long distance running challenges. It's just like she's just a woman out of a village in in one of the mountainous regions of Mexico, and um, and that. The, but that's the story. That's it. Did it? Uh, you can yeah. swore for me. Did it have a tragic ending or no. was it triumphant? No. Just like no. watch like a docu-series uh like the innocence files i watched that which was like just made me angry it made me want to like go to every courthouse ever and just be like i want to talk to the person in charge you know like (laughs) yeah so so i watch nonsense and then i watch other things that like make me terribly sad about society so it's been a it's been that's why i'm not motivated it's been a trying two weeks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and actually, the one of the one of the uh, documentaries that you recommended to me before the Tiger King was a very sad one uh, about. It's called uh, "Don't Fuck with Cats," and it's about someone. Yeah, yeah someone on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> you fucked me up. <laughs> that I couldn't even list them to you right now. Like I seriously, there's too many. But go mm-hmm. ahead, tell me. Yeah, now that I think about it. So, yeah. Actually, I lied. The last one that I watched wasn't about SeaWorld. It was, first of all, uh, Making of a Murder. Or that one. Have you seen that one? hmm And then it was the Don't Fuck With Cats. I swear to God. <laughs> Wait, I'm what'd seen- you say? What'd you say? You named the documentary. I'm telling you right now, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, it's uh, Making a Murder, Don't Fuck With Cats, and then The Tiger King. But yeah, let's let's talk about the Tiger King. Um, so for those who haven't seen it, uh, who were like me a week ago, um, it's about people who own uh, big cats. I would say it's about all these zoos that kind of breed, um, take captive of big cats. Well, lions, tigers, uh, fucking exotic animals, pretty much. Um, and it's it's blown up because, not of because of the animals that they keep, but who keeps them? <laughs> and they have been characterized as humans that you wouldn't know existed. And a lot of people have been saying that 
like, what do you mean you didn't know someone who keeps a hundred plus lions? It was not crazy. So I draw the conclusion or like the example of like Steve Irwin, right? He wrestled alligators, but he wasn't that crazy. Like if you talk to him person to person, he wasn't that crazy. Like he was just like this crazy or not crazy, but like this uh, uh, Australian dude that just, you know, he loved animals and he would film himself uh, in strange situation, sh- situations with uh, like alligators and like sea creatures and stuff. And he wasn't crazy, but these people and their personalities of keeping these taggers are legit. I did not know they existed. <laughs> like one of them's a cult leader and he has four wives. The other is, you know, a, um, he's, he's a gay, uh, um, pe- person like country dude. And like, he, he's like a country singer as well. <laughs> and it's like, is even, I think so. Like, I think the Here Kitty Kitty is is a, is a great song. <laughs> Actually sing those songs, you know, right? Oh, he did? No. I thought that was him singing, yeah. You're God, Donald. Okay, keep going. <laughs> but no, that's, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, how did you not know someone that kept 100 plus tigers is crazy? I'm like... No, I did not know that because to me it would seem like a very valid business uh, entrepreneurship uh, idea of just like breeding tigers and selling them to zoos. Like, I feel like my my perception of someone who did that was someone like a like a casino owner. Like, I don't see a casino owner being crazy per se. He's just in it for the money. And when I saw, um, or before I saw Tiger King, I thought of these people as just entrepreneurs, as as like just in it for the money, right? But no, they are not just in it for the money. <laughs> they have a strange obsession obsession with uh, tigers and big cats. Well, so the one thing that I would say is, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, is just being careful how we define people as crazy. Um, They're different, you know, like, I feel like crazy is just a derogatory word and I feel fine using it with Alex Jones, but for some reason I don't (laughs) feel fine using it with any of the people in Tiger King. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, but I think that like, so you have you have people that just have different understandings of the world, mm-hmm. you know. Like, what is it that um, there's a certain percentage of all CEOs that are that are like um, psychopaths, right? Oh, yeah. Like there's a certain percentage of the population that are psychopaths and then there's like a larger percentage of people that are in positions of power that are also psychopaths, right? Or just mm-hmm. like, uh, or also, uh, um, uh, narcissists, right? Yeah, for sure. Another, or, and I, I, I think that there's people that, um, 
they just have different views of the world, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't see things the same way as you and I. And no, sure. so that's, like, their reality. And it it is just really fascinating that, like, Doc, whatever his name is, has, like, these women... It was gross to me. Honestly, I was like, he's a predator. He's definitely a predator. But then I felt the yeah, same way yeah. about Joe Exotic. I was like, he's a predator. He mm-hmm. He's definitely preying on people. Yeah. Um, preying on their weaknesses. And I think that there's just a lot of people in society that are like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Carol is the same way. Like, I don't, I don't put it past her either. When you're in positions of power, um... You know, I think certain people handle it in a way that is, uh, you know, fair and equitable and, you know, with with compassion and Mm. other people don't, you know, they use it to their advantage. And Mm. it's like it's like the kid. You remember the kid like in your neighborhood who like didn't have that great of a personality, but he had like the cool bike. Or the new video <laughs> games or whatever. Like yeah. he he had things, so he was able to that was his power, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I see like in the Tiger King, like that is their power. So they they have access to what these other people want to be a part of. And so this is their power. This is how they get their power. This is how they want to be worshipped. Yeah. And so you're saying that some of the items that they possess, like normally everyone would, not everyone, but most people would do this. But since they don't have these items and that stature, then they're unable to do it. But since, you know, these Tiger Kings, uh, multiple people have these certain items mm-hmm. it comes out much more oh yeah it's like you're so much more unique right it's not mm-hmm. like you're just the guy with like the expensive car or you're the yeah, he's not he's not just the guy with, with the mullet right <laughs> right well i'm just saying like i just think that people do it in various ways mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of people out there that are behaving in a way in which they are trying to make other people want to be around them. I like to call mm-hmm. it peacocking. You've heard, you've heard that before, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peacocking. Yeah, yeah. She's peacocking. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing, except, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, Corona. Um, sorry. <laughs> 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 no, I just had a little ticket in my throat. I shouldn't kid about that. People are really dying. Um, <laughs> oh God. Now you got me laughing. But no, I my I'm just cut you off right now. Uh, my thing is I already have it. Like I already have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm social distancing. Um, you know I wear the mask if I go mm-hmm. to the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm like, <clears throat> like, oh, is that a pain in my chest? <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, I think what the fuck was I saying? Uh. Peacocking. Peacocking. Oh, people do it on various levels, right? Mm-hmm. I see men do it with like they get stat, but they want stature, like 
oh, I, you know, I've eaten at these restaurants or I drive this car or I wear these clothes or I work at this place or I live Mm -hmm. in this apartment. See this stuff that I have, see this stuff that I've done, see this thing, you know, these Mm -hmm. experiences that I've acquired. (laughs) Aren't I interesting? Don't you want to be a part of this? You know, it's just like, oh my God, please, like, just go suck your own dick and leave me alone. Um, You know, so, and I think a lot of people, like, that's just one element. Women do the same thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. we're not, we're not exempt from this. Um, But then there's levels to it, right? So, like, you start there and then you up it to you even more unique, you know, like, the more unique you can make yourself, the more people are going to want to be a part of your circle, right? And so, like, the people, the characters in the Tiger King have, like, created themselves like a niche market basically (laughs) (laughs) people that want to be a part of like the this like exotic wildlife sanctuary you know i have access to this and you know i'm a part of this Mm -hmm. um you know i was you're a provider of a certain asset right Yeah. yeah and i think that that's honestly all it is like if it wasn't cats it would have just done something else um i think the documentary like definitely brought to light you know um some humane issues as far as like you know the trafficking of of these wild animals and how dangerous that can be to communities and not and, and also to the animals themselves mm-hmm. also just like it's just another it's just another light on the human condition of you know what we how we operate i find it fascinating yeah not only that these people were able to just sort of like um did you hear the harleys yeah i was like what the heck is literally (laughs) all the time but anyway um (laughs) it's constant um i just want to put a sign out there and says like can you drive down another street (laughs) (laughs) oh man to drive down here every hour there was someone else like doing donuts and (laughs) <laughs> yeah actually i've i've going to the harley thing like i have heard a lot of people driving down the street in their you know v8 engine like muffler <laughs> there's a lot more of those sounds. you know just like making a fucking noise yeah it's because it's normally happens on the weekend because on the weekend the streets the streets are empty like there's no cars out but yeah yeah and some of like there's like no cars. Uh, you can. It's no rules. <laughs> it's no rules. It's what I usually walk around. <laughs> so fucking stinks. It's gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just I I think that it's just fascinating, not just from that perspective, but also the people that are like fall victim to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've I've been in a situation where I have fallen victim to you know like the um <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna sound like such a retard or oh my god I should not have said the word um but I was saying. I'm going to sound like uh, sound like a ridiculous person right now, but um, like the mission statement, you know, where you like follow, follow mm-hmm. for the mission statement. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, you fall for the CTA, you know? I what you believe, and, like, now I will do, you know, I will, I will put my whole all into this, you know? And that's just, like, a you have to question. Like, you, you just have to question as a person. It's really hard. It's hard to do when you're, yeah. when you think, you're like, you know, those people truly believe that they were, like, doing the right thing for the animals. And meanwhile, like, there was a monster, you know? Yeah. I want to go back to what you said at the very beginning of just like crazy being a derogatory term. And I kind of want to correct myself and be like, well, not correct myself. I do think they're crazy, but I also think like other people that, you know, other people worship, I do think you have to be crazy to change the world per se like if you think about if you think about elon musk and like uh tesla and like spacex and shooting rockets like that idea of saying i'm not gonna make uh cars that require gasoline that's a tried and true technology i'm going to create an electric car that surpasses tradition i also think that is crazy Along with breeding and, <laughs> and keeping tigers is also fucking crazy. Putting <laughs> Joe Exotic in the same pool as Elon Musk. I'm I'm just giving the definition. Like I'm not saying crazy as a, a derogatory term. Like I, I just want to correct myself in that and saying like other people are crazy in other different ways that aren't derogatory. You know. Sure. It's just like language is changing is all I'm saying. It's like we're in the middle of language changing. Uh, and I just it and people are starting to be a little bit more like um we're we're expanding our vocabulary to mental health like as a whole and so just calling someone crazy. Oh yeah. No, no, yeah, but I just want to correct myself and that's not what I meant. Um Oh, I know. Now, I, if know I, I know. If I said he he's a fucking idiot. And yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah on <laughs> which I, in no <laughs> way did I think that you meant it in a derogatory way. <laughs> yeah, in no way did I think you meant it in a derogatory way. Yeah. So going to the next subject, which is, um, I think you touched on, uh, I forgot what his name was, but like the cult-like predatory nature of, uh what they exhibit i definitely do agree with that um it's i don't know it's similar to someone who has exotic cars is what i can relate joe exotic and that other guy to is someone who has certain items that other people want not want but like would like to show off um similar to like when someone rents an exotic car it's like oh you go to las vegas you take a picture with the lion it's like one of those things where it's just like if someone possesses these kinds of items it does put them in that category of of like whatever whatever they're selling whether if it's exotic animals exotic animals are cars it makes that person 
be in the same category of what they're selling. So like if they're selling exotic cars and they're seem seemingly an exotic person, if they're selling exotic animals, then they seem to be an exotic person. And so I don't know. I find it interesting that Joe Exotic got to where he was, even though I find some of his antics and his personality quite jarring. But he is himself an exotic person because yeah. he <laughs> he sells exotic animals. Well, it's not just that. I mean, if you watch, like, the way that he behaved, I mean, there's just, like, people People want different things. He like it, it seemed to me like he just really enjoyed attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? There's people out there that really enjoy attention, and so they're going to, you know, do what they got to do to get it. He also had an interest in these animals. It was clear that he had an interest in them, you know, and he saw that as his way. You know, some people just fall into things, you know, like Mm -hmm. I literally fell into this career. It's not like I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to like do this, you know, in Mm -hmm. 10 years or whatever. But this is just where I happen to find myself because this is like the path. And I think that happens for a lot of people. That doesn't, but your personality sort of is like, that's what you do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're and he chose to be like, (laughs) <laughs> a personality <laughs> <laughs> chose to be a personality that was like okay. Um, <laughs> if he didn't have all those animals, he would just be like, <laughs> to, <laughs> to use your word, crazy Joe around the way. You know, like <laughs> you see crazy ass Joey the day. You know, like that would be that would be what you would say. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's like, get get to know your neighbors more. I'd be willing to bet there's quite a few people that, you know, have similar traits mm-hmm. um, to him. Yeah. They just haven't been given the access to show off their talents yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, I agree. So let's move on to the next thing. And I think if we don't touch on the subject, people will... Uh, you'll you'll get calls and texts about this, but um, <laughs> yeah, let's jump into the subject of Carol Baskin and whether you believe she killed her husband or not. Go. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Go watch the Innocence Files and then get back to me before you start making you know. Like without it, yeah. Like it's. I don't know whether or not she did it. The way that they made the story sound, it makes it sound like she did it. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't. She did. So I mean, she kind of put herself in a weird (laughs) predicament. Or maybe that's just the editing. Like, of course, we didn't get the full scope of it. Like she said. Yeah, but she said you know that (laughs) like when she was talking about um when joe exotic was talking about did someone put something on my shoe to make the lions attack me or something um and then carol baskin said oh no you wouldn't do this you would do this to make tigers eat you or something 
I'm paraphrasing, like very paraphrasing. But um, that was like, why would you say that? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's certain gems in there that she says that's like, mm. but it, like I said before, that could be total total editing. And I'm um, so going back to like making a murderer. Like, I don't believe, I forget what his name, what their names are, but, like, the the odd, the the kid that was on the spectrum, <laughs> like, the younger kid, the, the little boy, I don't believe he had anything to do with the murder. Um, but the way they edited it and certain things, it made it seem like he was 100%... Um, or the the way the investigators were asking him questions, they were incentivizing that he completely took part in this murder. And so that could have been, if you take that context and you switch it over to Cal Baskin, it's like, okay, were the interviewers trying to ask certain questions that made it seem that she committed this murder? Because she could have not have been even talking on her own free will. They could have just been question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. And then, okay, let's take this part and put it in the documentary. So I don't know. It's like a, I don't know. Yeah. What I said earlier is what I say again. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's our justice system is, um, uh, in the shithole. Um, but the, the one thing that I do know is that, um, the way that you rationalize how a person should or should not behave given any circumstance, Mm -hmm. you cannot hold that against them because everybody does things differently. For sure. Everyone. Absolutely everyone. And so, you know, it's like, why would you say that? why did you do this? And why did you do that? Well, unless you have actual evidence that this person committed this crime, you know, like you have to, you have, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And there is no, there is no actual evidence. It's all circumstantial. Give Mm -hmm. me some actual evidence and then maybe I'll, and then I'll feel better about giving you some speculation or whatever, but I would still feel uncomfortable because we are not in a court of law. I haven't been given access to discovery. I have no idea what, you know, what, what's gone down as far as the investigation and kudos to the local, you know, police force or what have you, that isn't just arresting this woman when they don't actually have the evidence to do so. So, you know, like I I just, uh, we have way too many people locked up unnecessarily under, under false evidence and, coercion tactics and you know a bunch of other bullshit i mean we have district attorneys and prosecutors working in cahoots with um with uh um local police forces and they're supposed to be objective in that way it's i mean it's just Mm -hmm. like insane so you know i and i think people are a part of the problem with that right like mm-hmm. something bad happens and then we want we want revenge we want vindication we want you know punishment at all costs and it's like that's not that's that's not the way that we should be handling it mm-hmm. you know it's just not the middle ages yeah. um 
you know, so I don't know. That's, that's my stance on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there has been a lot of false accusations when it came to the internet seeking for revenge. And I think I've talked about this before, so I won't go too deep into it. But like the Boston bomber, for example, like there is so much certainty that yes, this person did it. And it turned out he had nothing to do with the situation. And it's like, yeah, it's obvious that people just wanted vindication and revenge. And so they were willing to believe something that was that had no evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw you saw you don't fuck with cats. You yeah. already know. Like, yeah. how many lives are ruined over that shit? Yeah. Um, you know, the internet is a whole another beast. <laughs> That's where we should end it. My thing says we've been recording for fifty-two minutes. <laughs> what? Like oh my god. Please edit this. Please take some of this out. Oh no, I, I mean, I think when I think it's probably 40 minutes because we talked a little bit before. But yeah. Please cool. edit. This is way too long. <laughs> I'll be editing this in the morning. <laughs> right. I'll talk to you later. Hey Siri. <laughs> Wake me up at 8 30 a.m. Your alarm is set for 8.30 a.m. All right. Smoot. What is chocolate? Man, it's when you go to your hotel room and they got the cheese and the fucking pepperoni sliced on the little wooden board waiting on you. New jewelries, new taste level shit. She be schooling me.